From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name's Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society Editor for The Conversation, and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Michelle, Victoria now has a new Premier, Jacinta Allen, after Daniel Andrews' shock announcement yesterday that he would retire at the end of today. Now, his retirement had been talked about for some time, but when it came, it was still a shock nonetheless. Andrews has been a highly divisive figure as Premier, and he's had nine years in the job, but he's also been a hugely influential one. How do you think his time in office will be remembered? I think it'd be remembered particularly for his response to COVID. And of course, uh, that was a very tough response with Victoria enduring lockdowns that, well, they're said to be uh, the world record, but certainly the Australian record. And uh, anyone in Melbourne, and you're in Melbourne, will uh, remember them very well. But nevertheless, while those lockdowns had many, many critics, especially in the business community in Victoria, the majority of Victorians did support him. And of course, we saw him win very handsomely in the 2022 election uh, as COVID uh, had receded. So he was a Premier who was able to communicate his messages and to get people behind him, even though many of those supporters acknowledged that his style was pretty authoritarian and he took no prisoners. Apart from COVID, I think he'll be remembered for his uh, big infrastructure programs. They too were controversial. And of course, uh, he has left the state with uh, a lot of debt. So he has uh, quite a few critics on his economic management. But in terms of leadership, I think he'll be remembered for his strength and for his ability to win three elections, for his communication style, and as a pretty mega Labor figure in this time. Yes, and as uh, Paul Strangio pointed out in one of our pieces yesterday, he uh, he drove conservatives mad, didn't he? Especially some of the media. Well, he did, and certainly he took no prisoners in terms of his dealings with the media either. He, uh, for example, boycotted Neil Mitchell, the uh, pretty popular 3AW host in Melbourne for a very long time and uh, he took on the media at uh, news conferences but on the other side of the ledger his style was during those COVID news conferences to just talk out the time. He took all the media questions, he appeared day after day after day at those press conferences. In terms of the Conservatives, well the Liberal Party has been a shambles in Victoria for a very long time. So while Dan Andrews uh, drove the Conservatives mad, he had really no competition from them uh, over those years. Yes, that's very true. Now, Michelle, earlier in the week, uh, Nine Entertainment published a cache of text messages from the head of Home Affairs, Mike Pizzullo, to a Liberal Party strategist. Now, in those many texts, there he appeared to cross the line between public servant and political operative. How damaging were they and why? 
they're highly damaging both to Mike Pizzullo and to the public service more generally. What they showed was that he was uh, using this intermediary to lobby for his own uh, bureaucratic power, for policies and uh, positions that he supported, for a a broad uh, ideology, and he used his position as a public servant to really get into politics. It's entirely improper for a public servant to behave like this, and uh, I think that there's no doubt that this is the end of his uh, bureaucratic uh, career, although there's an investigation going on at the moment, and uh, that'll take a little while to uh, report. But it's it's a very... um, bizarre situation and it does reflect more widely on the public service which is supposed to be there to give frank and fearless advice and uh, to support governments of both complexions either complexion uh, but not for providing the opportunity for a bureaucrat to play politics which is what happened in this situation so uh, it's it's been an amazing story. And as you say, there is an inquiry at the moment into the story, but it's hard to see him surviving in the job, isn't it? I think nobody thinks he'll survive in the job and he must know that himself. So uh, it's just really a question of of time and uh, the negotiations that take place in these situations. All right, Michelle, on to Qantas. At the moment, there's a Senate inquiry underway, which is scrutinising how the airline industry operates. And this comes in the wake of various scandals surrounding Qantas, which resulted in CEO Alan Joyce leaving prematurely. It's been reported that Joyce wouldn't make an appearance at the inquiry, but now it appears he'll be compelled to do so. That's right. Uh, At the moment, Alan Joyce is overseas and he's due to be overseas until after the committee reports to the Senate, which is the 9th of October. But the chair of that committee, Bridget McKenzie, has uh, put out a statement saying that the committee has determined to summons Mr Joyce upon his arrival back in Australia to appear before the committee. And that means that even if that's after the report is presented, they'd reconvene. They're pretty determined to hear from him. This afternoon, the senators in that committee have been uh, carving up Qantas. They've got before them Richard Goida, who is uh, the chairman of Qantas and the new CEO, Vanessa Hudson, and uh, they've been really giving them a, a very, very hard time. And earlier in the day, the committee heard from the Virgin chief executive who recounted her meetings with the minister, the transport minister, Catherine King, a couple of meetings, and also a discussion with the prime minister. This was interesting evidence because initially, apparently the minister gave the impression that uh, Qatar Airways, which has a, a partner relationship with Virgin, would get those extra flights that have become uh, the matter of uh, such discussion. But then later, the tone changed and the minister and the prime minister started to refer back to that incident in 2020 when Australian women were subject to uh, uh, invasive uh, body searches. So clearly the government uh, had been thinking one way initially and 
then uh, the situation altered. Now, we do know, of course, that uh, Qantas had earlier made representations which opposed those extra CATA flights. So this committee, which the government had not wanted set up, this Senate uh, committee, has uh, in fact extracted some pretty interesting information and uh, applied uh, quite substantial pressure over this issue. All right, and no doubt if Alan Joyce does make an appearance, there'll be a great deal of interest in it. Well, that's right. You wonder how long he can actually stay out of the country. He might be in semi-permanent exile, Amanda, because uh, he's got some determined senators on his tail. (laughs) All right, Michelle, terrific to talk with you as always. Thanks very much. Thanks, Amanda. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com.